Welcome to Sisters Inc., our show for and about women business owners, brought to you by Black Enterprise. I'm your host, Elisa Gums. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in America. And on every episode of Sisters Inc., we sit down with one successful CEO and share how she slays the challenges of being a black woman in business. Today's episode is all about diversifying fashion for the next generation. We're chatting with Shaw Bernard, the founder and president of Strut Models, a Black-owned, woman-owned modeling agency right here in New York City. Welcome to Sisters Inc., Shaw, and thanks so much for sitting down with us. Hi, good morning. Welcome. Thank you so much, Alyssa. I'm so happy to be here with you. Shaw, you're a former model yourself with a 20-year career in the industry. Can you share with us how you got into modeling and what your experience was like as a black model? Sure, sure. So I hail from the Twin Islands of Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, That's where I was born. And now I can say I was raised in New York because I've lived here longer than my time in Trinidad, but I am still Trini to the bone. Um, And so I moved here at the tender age of 14 and I just started getting those questions. Are you a model? Are you a model? Are you a model? Or do you play basketball? And neither were true <laughs> at the time. Um, and I, I didn't consider, consider either, honestly. Um, I really wanted to become a lawyer. That was just where my aspirations were, were set. And so, you know, after all those questions consistently, because at 14, I was already like six feet, <laughs> um, you know, my both my parents are, are tall. And so I kind of didn't have a choice, you know, genetically, that's just how things worked out for me. And uh, so I just started getting those questions. And eventually I was like, okay, well, people keep asking me this, maybe I need to look into it. And so I did. And I went to, actually, Barbizon was the first kind of um, intro into finding out about the modeling world. And when I went with my mom, I remember them quoting us a price to start like the modeling school. And it's not something that we could have afforded at the time. And so I spent from 14 to 22, because I signed my first modeling agency contract at 22 how many ever years that's in between. I, I My math is not the best, but um, I spent those years trying to figure it out like everybody else that's, you know, trying to be an artist, you know, it's like, and, and then it was way before social media too. So <laughs> there really wasn't any clear guide. You couldn't really Google anything. I think we were still at dial up <laughs> stage, AOL.com, you know? Um, so I just you know, navigated through um, connecting with photographers or makeup artists or you know up and coming designers, and that's really how it all started. And what was your experience like? You know, we've heard some um, horror stories about what it was like to be a, a woman of color in fashion in those times. Um, you know, was that your experience as well? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I I think I'm kind of like a broken record at this point with this response, but you know, I I say that I haven't I was not afforded the opportunity to have the type of career I could have had as a model simply because I am a black woman. 
you know, I was in that era um, when, you know, the black model basically was erased. And, you know, there was the one girl, the one girl. So I remember girls like Chanel Ma, like Cicely Lopez, you know, Joan Smalls came a little, came in a little later, but, um, you know, we, we were like, we're all kind of the same age. And I remember seeing their success and being inspired, but knowing that there wasn't an opportunity because they were already there. And I've had experiences going into agencies being told like, we already have one, you know, or being told ridiculous things like you're, you're, you're too fat. And I'm thinking to myself, what? I, people still think I'm skinny now. And I'm just like, guys, it's the Sphinx. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Blakely, like you're you're saving my life. But you know, and I was significantly skinnier then. And so I, I just was confused. But I also do remember, you know, when I did sign with my agency, and it was a boutique agency, um, you know, similarly to what I'm doing, but you know, I would I remember going into spaces and going into castings and um, a not sometimes not even being able to see the designer like the other girls like just drop a comp card you know someone would carry it in and they would be like okay no no thanks you know and I have memories of standing on the street corner every time I pass by that corner I, I think I get PTSD I because I remember just the tears you know I remember all of the tears that I cried honestly um because it, it was, I was just in this weird place, honestly, of like the, the public opinion of me, you know, in the streets. Oh my gosh, are you a model? You're so beautiful. You should be a model, right? And so you get bombarded with that. And then you go into a room with the people who are the decision makers, essentially, because a rando on the street could say whatever, you know, and that can like boost your ego, like, oh yeah, okay, okay. But then when you go into the decision-making rooms, which are the agencies, you know, and be told that, no, you know, you're not what we're looking for. We already have one of you, um, you know, or, or designers. And, and, and can I share with you that it wasn't even only, you know, white designers that I was being turned away from. I have experiences of being turned away by black designers because it was such a, a blackout really that even black designers weren't using models of color, right? And that was really painful. So I, I've experienced it fully and, um, you know, it's it's part of the reason that I'm so passionate about what I'm doing with Strut. I, rem it, I Just last night in preparation for this, I said to a friend of mine, I said, you know, I don't understand how an industry that has caused me so much pain and hasn't always embraced me fully, somehow I've dedicated my life to it. It's weird. It's so weird. And every time I try to get away from it, honestly, I'm like, like literally even in this position now, there are moments where I'm like, I'm done. I walked into the office this morning and Mondays are like very Monday here. Um, it, it was just like flooded and it's all also getting ready to be fashion week. So we're dealing with all kinds of things. And I looked at my staff and I was like, why do we do this? 
Like, like why? Like, why do we subject ourselves to this? Because it, it truly is a lot. And even for me, you know, as a black woman, it's even more. But somehow this, I feel like has been a calling on my life because I promise you, Elisa, like I try to get away from this so many times. I've tried, I've tried and I've tried and tried again. And here I am 20 years later, just still here. So I guess yeah. I'm supposed to be doing it. Yes, I guess you are right where you are supposed to be. Um, but speaking of the fact that it's a calling on your life, you could have done many things, um, you know, when you decided that you were done being a model. What is it that made you want to start an agency? You know, um, what made me want to start an agency? So the thing here's the thing. I am honestly... <laughs> always wanted to be an entrepreneur, a boss, babe, a badass, you know, woman. Like my, my idol was Joan from Girlfriends, right? Like she was a lawyer and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be like Joan. I'm going to be, you know, successful, probably single, but I'll like travel the world and I'll have no children. And that is just not the way my life turned out. Um, I didn't become a lawyer. I did get a degree in criminology. I, I had a husband at one point. I am I am a mother. I have a child, I have a son. So my Joan aspirations just did not equate, you know. But um, the one thing that did happen is becoming an entrepreneur. And you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I just knew I wanted to be in business somehow. I didn't really have a clear path as to how that would happen. So so I don't have the uh, traditional kind of, you know, girls just have this plan and I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, I'm going to stick to it. And it's going to happen by this. Like, I am just so not calculated in that way. Um, and, but, but I knew I wanted to be in business. What kind of business that would be? I had no clue. So almost 10 years ago, you know, once I was like phasing out of modeling, um, and I, and I was still working, working in fashion, you know, I, I worked, um, at a showroom and I got injured and I was like, okay, uh, I need to do something else. So what's really, really weird is that I would work all of these other jobs, right? And the old, and I would get sick. I would just get like ill. It would be unexplainable. And then when I was doing the stuff that I loved, like, you know, modeling and working in fashion and things like that, I would be healthy again. And I'm just like, okay, what's happening here? So, um, with that, with, with knowing that about how my life was going, I'm like, all right, I think it's time for me to do something. And so I had a girlfriend at the time who had three daughters that looked up to me and, um, you know, she was just like, maybe you should do something for girls, you know, like to inspire them. And, you know, and I was like, okay, everybody's always asking me how to get into modeling and, you know, what should I do? And I was just like, all right, maybe I need to start a modeling company because, you know, strut in its beginning stages oh boy, like so many companies, like, you know, it's, it's not just this clear path initially. So I say Strut has been in existence for 10 years almost. I have been, you know, filing taxes for the last 10 years. Um, but we started as a modeling company, you know, I didn't know what, what it was. I was just like, okay, somehow I'm going to do this thing, you know, for, aspiring models and be a resource that I didn't have when I was growing up. Cause like I said, from 14 to 22, I just kind of ran the hamster wheel trying to figure it out. You know, there really wasn't any clear direction. 
And even though I hung out with, you know, other models and things like that, there just still, you know, wasn't anything clear or concrete. So that's really why I started the company. I'm like, you know, I can be an inspiration and really give back to people in a way that I wish I had, you know, and and lessen the time frame um, that it would take to just figure it out. Yeah. I love your story, though, because, you know, not every entrepreneur has the I had this aha moment and I knew I was supposed to do this or I've had this burning passion to create this solution to this particular thing in the world. Some of them, you know, get messages from their body like you that say, oh, no, no, that's the wrong path over there. Let's redirect ourselves back here. And so you learned a lot of it or figured a lot of it out just by doing and by trial and error. Um, And as you mentioned, you started it almost 10 years ago now when you first started, it was a modeling school and it has evolved over time. So explain to us what you do now as a full service boutique modeling agency. Yeah, wow, that's to even hear that, you know, I, I sit in gratitude, honestly, to even think about it because one, once I started it, you know, as the modeling school, I always knew that I wanted to get to this point, you know, of being like a full service booking agency. Um, and, and in the middle area of that was, you know, me transitioning from being a modeling school. I mean, I ran like after school programs. It, it was just a lot. <laughs> really trying to figure it out but I stuck with it you know many times I wanted to give up but somehow it just like kept going um and you know then I became a mother agency right because our industry is so exclusive and it's really like a secret society so you know you have to like be on the end to know like what's going on so I you know was fortunate enough to be on the in-ish. Um, and then I started like forcing my way in even more to just gain some more knowledge on, you know, how to really transition strut. So we transitioned into being a mother agency, which just specializes in the scouting and development and placement process um, of models and, you know, little to no booking. And then, you know, about almost two years ago, you know, I prayed, this is gonna sound strange, but you know, I really was at a crossroads in my life. Um, I was getting divorced, you know, I <laughs> wasn't really sure like what was gonna happen with my life. It was a scary time. And I was actually working in early childhood education. So bizarre, like <laughs> the wildest thing. Um, how did I end up there? I had a small child and I was like, okay, maybe I should be doing something that would make sense for his life. I don't know. Um, but, but you know, things moved and, and I ended up, you know, in this managerial position at an early childhood center, a job that I really was going to decline. Honestly, I, I had every intention of going to the interview and saying, no, like, I'm not going to do this. I'm thinking, how, how on earth do you go from like being the boss to now going to have to answer for people like my ego was crushed, you know, but what happened in that space is a testimony and a testament to, you know, showing up um, and being excellent, even in a space that you don't believe that you belong in, you know? Um, And so I I went there every day. I was miserable. Um, 
but no one knew that because I got dressed, I did my makeup, I showed up on time, I gave input. I mean, like I really just gave it all, you know, because I, cause I do believe in wherever you are, just be the best, you know, um, even if it's not the place that you want to be at, because you just don't know who's lo- looking. And that's really what happened. Um, I prayed one day because I started going to grad school. Like, actually, I'm getting a master's in early childhood special education uh, because my mindset is also, you know, at be the best. Like, like in every scenario, I'm always thinking, like, how do I get to the top? Okay, because I I just can't like sit in mediocrity. So I was just like, okay, so if I'm going to be here, like if this is going to be my life, like I have to do this at the highest level. What does that look like for me? Okay, so I started turning the wheels. I was doing two graduate programs at once, which is really crazy, um, and raising my son and going through a divorce. But I was like, I have to figure this out. And I prayed one day and I said, you know, God, I know that this is not the way that life works. Like you don't give a clear path, right? Because we have to go through life in order to be able to like know you and have a relationship with you and like call on you for things. If we know it all, then what's, what is the point of you? Right. But I'm begging, (laughs) I'm like, but I'm begging for you to just, just tell me what, show me where I should be going. Like what should be my next move? You know, is it education or is it strut? Cause I was really at that crossroads. Like I'm going to give it up. Like I, I just, I'm done. And the following day, you know, as, God is, you know, who he is. Um, I, the, the president of the school I worked for came to me and asked me about my business. I mean, you, when I tell you, you can't make this stuff up, it's like bizarre. She literally came to check in on me, A, because she knew I was going through um, personal challenges. And then we started talking. And I, and I told her in that meeting, I was like, I'm unhappy. And I asked for a raise. Are you aware? <laughs> And I remember her saying to me, um, well, what would be your response if you didn't get a raise? Like, what would you do? I said, well, you know, at that point, I would have to do what's best for me, like everybody else does, because I'm also like really, you know, vocal, um, have always been since I was a child. And then she started t- asking me about my business. Okay, so tell me what you do, you know, a little bit more like, what, what, what is Strut? Like, what do you do, you know? And, and what would you need to move it to the next level? And I was so clear about what I needed. And she looked at me and said, I want to, I want to invest in you. Let's do it. Let's move it to the next level. And I was like, lady, you're crazy. Like, don't sit here and tell me this, <laughs> you know, so someone else in that position would be like, Oh my God. And I was like, listen, you got to be sure you want to do this, you know? And she goes, let's start having, let's, um, I've been looking at you and I wanted to talk to you in the summer, but I bet, remember I had prayed the day before. So right. God, you like, asked for it. Yeah, I really did. And I was, I was ready and I was clear, you know, to the T as to what I needed to move straight to the next level. And I remember her saying, um, you know, let's get the ball rolling after your birthday. And I said, no. I was like, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, like someone is, I'm so bold <laughs> because, you know, here I am being afforded the opportunity to take my company company to the next level. But 
you know, I'm also laying down the way I wanted to go, right? Because she was like, let's wait until after your birthday. And I was like, no. I was like, if you want to do this, we have to do this now. I'm like, it's going to make my birthday even greater, you know? And she was just like, okay. And so really that's how Strut was able to move into this booking space and, and, and expand because someone saw me being excellent at something that I absolutely hated to do. <laughs> it's funny to say, but <laughs> you couldn't tell because yes. I just showed up and I and I just did it, you know, for a year and like almost a year and a half. I was there just doing it, doing it and doing it well. Right. Like LL Cool J style <laughs> because it, it allowed me to um, to move strut, you know, to this booking level, which is what I've always wanted to do. I remember saying to myself, you know, as we started to evolve and transition, you know, and I would think about how hard it was to, I felt like I was trying to sell New York to New York, you know, because when you're a mother agency in this market, it's harder to get convinced models why they should first start their journey with you before, you know, getting placed with a bigger agency. And I'm like, I just have to be in the same space. Like I have to be at the highest level. I have to compete with them. I have to I have to book, you know, I have to just be cemented here as a full service agency for it to make sense. And I, I had said that years and years and years and years before and had always kept it in my heart. And here we are now. And it finally happened because you had an opportunity that came yeah. out of nowhere, as um, yeah. they often do for entrepreneurs. And the other thing about it is because you know, you needed some investment to, to take the business to the next level, um, which is why it is so important for us to fund black women owned businesses um, yeah. because look at what we can do with them. So the strut approach to model management is rooted in diversity, individuality and inclusivity. Yeah. Um, what does that look like in actuality when you talk about how you run the business, who you represent, the companies and brands you choose to work with? Like, how does that approach come to life? Ooh, um, so, well, it starts obviously with me as the owner and my partner also as a black woman. We're both, you know, black Caribbean women. Um, and so I, I think that's diversity. <laughs> it covers the diversity gamut, you know, female, black, right? Um, but then also when I think about like how, you know, our board is, you, you know, I am not just representing um, models of color. And I, I spoke with another, um, I had like another interview recently and I was saying to them that it's really challenging for me to even get an influx of models of color because it's such a cool thing now that all of the larger agencies like have their claws, you know, on um, models of color. So. I'm struggling, honestly, as um, a black woman, and I, I fight every day and every week in our staff meetings, I'm talking to the team like, I want more diversity. I want more diversity. I want more diversity. I want all of it. I want black. I want Indian. I want Spanish. I want native, just everything. And, and of course, including Caucasian. So our board is diverse in that way. We have all of those things on our board. Um, I didn't want to just have an agency that represented only black models because I, I don't think that that's true diversity. Like our world is very diverse and I think we need to 
be all encompassing. <clears throat> so, you know, the board has everything. Um, but then even just like my mindset around it, when I think about the companies that I want to work with, I want to work with everybody. I think that every organization, every brand, you know, is really looking, or at least they should be looking at diversity holistically now and wanting to, you know, work with, um, women and women of color, um, so that's really like my approach when I'm thinking about clients. Like I want to work with those clients that understand that. But if I'm being honest, I would really love to just book with all of the black brands um, that are out there because there's so much that I wouldn't really need to, you know, think about the others. But in this space, because there hasn't really been um, attention given to like, modeling agencies and what that looks like and what goes on behind those doors. You know, we think just about the models, like, okay, booking black models, but where are these black models coming from, you know, and, and what is the structure, right? So the only other, you know, really significant black agency that we have, that, that we know of, right, was what Beth Ann Hardison did. And she was so successful with that. And she represented predominantly models of color. I'm doing something a little different. I'm representing everybody, but I'm still a black woman and, you know, passionate about being that um, and wanting to, you know, get the clients that are predominantly black. But because in this space, <clears throat> it's still, we're still not there that, you know, I, I find myself having to fight even harder, honestly, to work with my, with clients of color. Um, but I push anyway and I, and I highlight, you know, I remember my mentor saying to me, like, people shouldn't just want to book with you just because you're a black woman. And I was like, absolutely, they should. I'm like, I cover everything. If they want to book with a woman, you know, if, if that's their thing, right? Like when they think about, you know, diversity, right? You want to book with a woman, check. You want to book with, you know, a, a company of color, check. And you want to get good models, check, right? So it's a one-stop shop. You have everything here. Um, so you, there really isn't any need to look anywhere else. But because I'm in it so deeply, you know, I see all of the disparities um, and the challenges that I, that I have to fight on a daily basis. But you know, it, it's important for me. So the style of management is personal to each individual model. You know, um, how, you know, I expect for the team to work with the talent is so, you know, like personal, right? Because the modeling agencies are naturally a place of fear for some reason. Like even I was walking to agencies still and I'm an owner and feel like intimidated. You know, there's just this aura that's like scary. Um, and so I don't want that here. So that's not what happens when you come in here. I know people like prepare to come see us and they're like, mm, oh my God, I'm going to an agency. And then they come in and we're just like lovely and warm. And, you know, even just last week, I got a report back from a model that came to see us and they've gone to see like the biggest agencies in the city and said, how warm and welcoming they felt coming into strut and so that's what's important for me you know about just the environment 
um, that I create to make sure that it's it's fun and it's safe and it's still professional, but I don't want anyone leaving deflated because again, I know what that feels like, right? So everything that I wish I experienced when I was modeling is essentially what I work really diligently to make sure happens at Strut. Yeah, and you are creating a whole new experience for this next generation of models that is not just, you know, welcoming, but really inclusive, um, yeah. which, which we love. Um, you now have a roster of around 100 models. Um, as you mentioned earlier, New York Fashion Week is about to kick off. Yeah. Last season, your models walked in some of the top shows. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the bookings you've been able to place so far? And what can we expect this season? Yeah, so, oh gosh, even that number. I mean, to get to 100 models in a year and a half, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't even know how we did it, but we did. And I'm really grateful. Um, and so we had a really good season last season, and, and we're gearing up for this season again. And I'm excited, you know. I have a really good team, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And um, the bookings are, are rolling in, and to today is I have to look at our charts to see like what things are looking like but you know we can just look forward to seeing our models you know on the biggest runways and even um you know middle right so so we're everything from you know New York Fashion Week the shows right the main shows um to doing flying solo which is like a, another uh shows that like they just produce their own shows themselves um but just everywhere you know we we don't discriminate we just kind of wherever people want to have our models is where we want them to be because we want the kids to work we want them to just be out there to be seen and you know um as the seasons go by i just want to see growth. I think for me, it's just about seeing growth. So looking at the type of season that we had last season was really, well, I mean, we had, you know, kids in Marnie and um, June 179th and Kenneth Nicholson and Bathsheba. I mean, you know, we did the Harlem Fashion Row um, with Nicole Benefield. So just our hands in all of those pockets. Um, and for me, what I look forward to is just that growing and, and being able for the list to be longer. And, you know, especially um, for me personally, I mean, I know the agents are excited to just like book with all of the big brands, but for me personally, I want us to get to the place where, you know, all the black designers that show, you know, they, they, there is no question about where they are sourcing their models from. Like it's almost synonymous, you know, with, their their collections and getting models from strut like that's how in sync i would like it to be big picture thinking i don't think it's wishful thinking because a lot of things i have thought into existence right even before we were using the very very popular word manifest you know i was I would just always say, there's this little thing down on the inside that gnaws at me and I just don't know what it is. But, you know, like I didn't have one word for it. So manifest is probably really appropriate because it just sums it all up. But I had this long explanation always for like what I felt about certain things that I wanted to see come to fruition. So I believe I believe we'll get there. I think, you know, have an opportunity to just share about what I'm doing, you know, with 
on such an amazing platform like this, like getting the word out about who I am and what we do will, will open up the floodgates for people to go, oh, okay, well, yeah, like kind of like what you said, like how, how did we not know about this? How did we not know her? Well, we're here and we- We're here, yes, it. now you know. Before we let you go, I have to ask, you're part of a program for New York City small businesses to advance Black entrepreneurs through mentorship. What are some of the most common questions you get from other business owners? And what's your best advice um, for other entrepreneurs, especially Black women entrepreneurs? Okay, so the question that I get all the time is, um, maybe not even a question, but more like a statement, like, you work really hard. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's, you know, when you become an entrepreneur, it's, you, you think you want to do it because it gives, affords you like freedom and flexibility. And, and there are moments of that, um, but you have to be really deliberate about it. And I think you get there once you've been at it for a long time, but in the beginning phases, it's really a grind and you're constantly just working. Um, and even, you know, 10 years in, I'm still like constantly working. Like my mind is always going, even it a lot of what I do is not necessarily like physical labor, but mental and emotional. My gosh, it's like insane. Um, so, you know, I think that's really it. Just like that statement of you work so hard. And yes, you have to. You you have to work hard in order to, um, you know, see like progress and growth for your brand, your company, whatever it is you want to do. Um and then as far as advice is concerned, because I do believe it's important to give back and mentor, um, and and I'm also mentored, right? Like that is important. So that would be the first part is like, you know, seeking out mentorship. Um, many years ago, I was taught this and, I, and it stayed with me about the three types of relationships you should have. And it should be, you know, um, your peers, right? Like peer relationships, because y'all are like equally like on par with each other. And so you can relate to things. Um, and then you have mentors that obviously are ahead of you and in a position where you want to be so you can learn from. And then you have mentees who you are imparting wisdom that you've gained along the way. So, you know, ha like having relationships that are centered around that, like thinking and being really intentional about that. But then also, um, for me, because this has been my experience, it's just, you know, showing up and being excellent um, no matter where you are, right? Like, I am a testament of staying the course, having faith and belief in yourself and your dream. Um, and even if your dream isn't really clear cut, like you just know that you want something and you want it to look and feel a certain way, but you don't have all of the details mapped out. Um, but, you know, holding fast to that and going to that job that you don't really like, <laughs> but being excellent regardless and still working on your craft on the side. Um, and it, it may not be that someone will notice and approach you the way that my um, trajectory turned out, but, you know, that it will strengthen your skill set, you know, 
on the side. Um, and then, you know, somehow like an opportunity will open up for you. It's not going to all look the same as anybody else's, but I do believe in just making sure that you're giving a hundred percent to everything because it's really like the training ground. Like if I didn't apply the discipline and, you know, the work ethic and all of those things in that position where I felt like was so beneath me and like, ew, like what would people think? You know, I wouldn't be able to be ready to now run my company at a higher level, you know, and have staff and um, handle all these models, you know, like I, I wouldn't have, I would have missed the training step of that. And then I would be falling apart now because it's really intense. Like once you get to a level of, um, I always say that it's one thing to be an entrepreneur and it's just you and you're like doing your thing. But then when you start adding employees in the mix and then in our case, you know, models and tons of them, you know, with all kinds of personalities and backgrounds and stories, like it's a lot to manage. So just in essence, don't negate like the building blocks, you know, you, you just want to like stay the course and um, not be afraid to do the, the, the dirty work or the, the work that you don't enjoy because it really is fun, fundamental, foundational, and it will help you when it's your time for your big moment. Thank you so much, Shaw, for sharing your small business success story. Everyone out there, please take a look at the company website, strutmodels.com. And you can also follow them on Facebook at Strut Models or on Instagram at Strut Models NYC. Check out the podcast channel on blackenterprise.com to find Sisters Inc. and other podcasts from Black Enterprise editors, writers, and experts. Be sure to subscribe to Sisters Inc. on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or YouTube. And if you like what you hear, show us some love by leaving a five-star review or put a sister on by spreading the word. This is Elisa Gums with Sisters Inc. for Black Enterprise. Thank you for listening.